this week on the first installment of the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast Movie Club, Ridley Scott's 1979 horror science fiction classic, Alien. Welcome to the Bad Cody Funky Movie Club, everybody. This is a new thing we're trying out here when the news that you actually care about in your world pertaining to comics, movies, TVs, and more runs up kind of dry. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the 1979 classic, Alien. Today on the podcast, we have Amber. Hey. Booster Greg. What up? TV's Casey. Hey. And the Bearded Man is Dave. Yo. And I'm your host, Sergio. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty nice. Super excited. <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> Do so hyped yeah. for Movie Club. Been waiting for Movie Club for like three weeks. <laughs> I know. Movie Club is, is such a good idea. I'm glad we all thought of it together. But yeah, Alien is... Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Coyote High Mind. <laughs> <laughs> for which we are all grateful. Yeah. So, Movie Club, as we were saying, uh, we're talking about Alien here, a movie that came out in 1979 and sparked a whole genre of uh, cinema. And it's funny, I was talking to uh, my, my dad about this movie, and he was saying, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that movie back then. He's like, I, 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 um, I went to see it with your mother, and she couldn't sleep afterwards. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that's why I picked this movie, because it was such, um, there's like a bit of wonderment about this movie, in which uh, in 1979, people said they've never seen anything like this before and you got to figure in this day and age we're in 2015 like we're all so jaded we've seen a lot of things before we've seen jump scares if we see a scary movie oh we've seen this that another thing but think about a time where no one has ever seen a movie like this a movie that has such a nightmarish ghoulish figure as the main uh as the main villain the main bad guy as the movie slowly progresses and builds up drama and builds up suspense just to get to you. Oh, my God. Has, has anybody else... I know I asked it on uh, the preview podcast on Sunday, but has anybody else who wasn't here um, uh, have any relatives or anyone they know that have seen Alien back in the day and have said something on the lines of they've never seen anything like it before and it blew them away? Well, I think that I've heard that from my mother, but she really didn't go much into it. She went like, oh, never see that movie. It's too gory. It was, I couldn't, like, really uh, go alone for a while. It was, uh, so, it's definitely in in the system as far as uh, who knows about it. Everyone's heard of it. You can't really watch the movie nowadays in a vacuum, no matter how hard you try. Um, so, like, that's what happened with me. I, um, I actually just watched it for this podcast, and I, uh, unfortunately have seen Prometheus Resurrection... AVP, the one that takes place in the Arctic, and AVP, the one that takes place in the small town. Um, but I never really was into the franchise up until now, honestly, now that I've seen the first movie. 
So, really? yeah, it was, uh, I don't know what it was. I think that they had the effects, they had, like, they had, I mean, they, they had the alien down, but it, dis- it just didn't have the same, the same, what's the presence that the alien as a creature has for me now, because this one really is more, again, the later ones are more action-y, but this one is definitely, like, it's a completely different film. And uh, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it so much more, because it really it knew what it wanted to do, and everything sort of was was just driven to this one big reveal when you actually see the thing. Um, even even the parts that didn't really uh, age as well, like that scene where the alien jumps out at the guy in the um, in the uh, the air. What was it? The air shaft. When, when oh, yeah. Dallas, yeah. Is, uh, Dallas is hunting him with the the flamethrower. Yeah, and I think there, there's just this moment where where the alien as a uh, he just sort of jumps out, but his arms are kind of outstretched, and it it looks a little goofy, but I still freaked out. <laughs> it was just like, ah, give me a hug. That's what, that's what I got out of it. But I don't know, so like, uh... I mean, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. Like, like it's it's cool to hear your perspective. Having uh, you've seen the other ones, but not seeing this right, one. right, and and there was, a, a, I guess, a sense that of uh, of mystery that was lost because I've seen the newer ones. Like because I've seen Prometheus, I know what that ship is that you see at the very like start when I get to the uh, the station, because um, that's the one you see at the end of Prometheus, where like it's like rolling, chasing them, like it's like almost kind of sort of chasing them. <laughs> Um, and, uh, then that big creature who was in the, uh, in that mask who was killed by the alien, I was like, oh, that's that thing from Prometheus that, like, seeds worlds or whatever. So, like, I didn't really mm. be, I have, I didn't really have that, that, that consistent sense of mystery. There were points where I, where I had a point of reference to a fault. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, it had been a while since I had seen Alien when I saw Prometheus, so I went and saw Prometheus, and I went back and I rewatched it. And for me, it kind of added on a bit because I was like, "Oh yeah, I saw that. That's what happened with the chick from the original Dragon Tattoo. Got in the thing and had that quick little alien." Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yep. That scene was violent. Yeah, that was a bit much. I also uh, going into it like knew that. Ripley was going to be like a badass because I seen her in Alien Resurrection. The one right. Oh god, Alien right? Resurrection. <laughs> she is such a supreme badass in that movie. <laughs> I, I still I still to this day cannot get over the fact that she made that backwards basketball <laughs> shot in a single take. Yes, that's how much yeah, badass. I heard that on the Sigourney Weaver. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> um and I mean, so that was that sort of a that weird bond that I kind of went into the movie between her and the aliens that really wasn't a thing in this film, but it's oh, it's kind of imprinted on me, because that was my first exposure to the characters, like, oh, where she like, has, like, a psychic link to them. Um, mm. But the uh, the other thing, the and I think this is the only other thing that really took away from the movie uh, for me, is that I had a sense of the aliens' culture because of the, that AVP movie, uh, the one that took place in the in Antarctica, because you have that flashback mm. where you see like the alien like queen and like their, their like ship landing, talking to the predators, agreeing to have like the system with the humans. So I have there's like, this entire dynamic I know of. So 
the alien's less of a of just like the perfect killing machine and more of a thing with a culture that's a child killing everyone on a ship. Yeah. Technically speaking, though, it's not really a child killing everyone on a ship. It's more of like what the creature was designed yeah. to do, what it was bred to do. Basically, it was designed to kill off and eat all the weaker life forms and then take the stronger life forms so it can reproduce later on. Because if you, have, if you watch like the director's cut of Alien or like the special features on the DVD, there's a part where like Tom Skerritt, the guy who's in like the air shaft, he doesn't die, actually. The alien takes him and cocoons them somewhere else in the ship. And Ripley finds, like, the, little, the so-called nest. And he's like, kill me. Yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's kind of cool. It's, like, they take... They, the, it's what they do, basically, in, in, like, what they're designed to do. They're just meant to eradicate... Everything about them is meant for eradication. Their acidic blood, the way they reproduce, the way they just, like, have a fearless, tenacious way of going about. So, really, it's not a child well, on yeah, a ship yeah. killing everybody. It's a, it's a weapon. It's a weapon on a ship doing exactly what it was designed designed but to I do, also basically. have but I still know of like other aliens in that universe doing this thing and then this one is doing is is doing this thing that they're designed to do but I like I, I I know what's what's the extent of its knowledge to a degree now that I know that that species can make an agreement with another one for like a yearly annual human hunt festival or something <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And it's amazing how the evolution of this creature. You know, it mm. starts off. It's weird that the, the chicken or the egg. The queen lays the eggs. The eggs open up to the face huggers. The face huggers <laughs> get onto the next living organism, and Pretty then much. it lay. Yeah, and then it just it just rapes your face. It puts an egg inside of you, and it impregnates you. And then a chest buster comes out. <laughs> chest buster goes off somewhere. Absolutely, like it gets into sheds its skin, grows at least. Like twelve times its size. Yeah, like in in no time whatsoever. Because in, in like in the movie when uh when that famous uh lunch scene or dinner scene where they're all eating at the table. Oh my god! Like that, I remember remember seeing that as as a kid, and uh, it was it was on TV, and I started to watch this movie. I'm like, oh, I've heard of this movie, and I, ha- I had no idea what it was about. And this is uh, before the internet was popular and YouTube, kids. So I'm sitting there watching it, and you know, this is like the, the slow suspense. You know, the movie starts, and like the word "alien" is coming up very, very slowly in pieces, which I thought was really freaking cool. You know, and it's just, just like these minor, these uh, you know, this company, and um, you know, they're all in their stasis pods, and you know, they get a distress signal, so their their AI mother wakes them up a bit early. And um, like, what was it? I think in the original script there was supposed to be the pods, and the pods were supposed to be like covered in some kind of goo and naked. <laughs> so. Thanks for uh, thanks for the change. Wherever yeah. I got that uh, pull through, yeah. I see you've like... taken the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's the, the Matrix. I mean, you know, like uh, so. Thank God they wake up and it's just they're not naked and covered. I mean, I I was worried something was gonna jump out at me at the very beginning of the film. I mean, <laughs> there were very few points in this film where I I wasn't freaked out. I think the only time when I wasn't on the edge of my seat, even with all that background knowledge was when there was the loud wind blowing because it, it's a pretty quiet film yeah yeah and that's what i love about the film too like the cinematography and just like the slow still shots like even and i, w- I was kind of like weirded out too i'm just like what are these long shots for am i gonna is it gonna be a jump am i gonna something gonna pop out and everything but you know sometimes everything's okay and you know and then like a cat jumps out and they're like ah cat! yeah <laughs> that's Got me again. <laughs> At the end of the movie, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I think of this cat anymore. 
<laughs> it's it's like so the real bad. killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's in cahoots. <laughs> like... <laughs> they're 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 in collusion. <laughs> well, some, something going off of uh, what Serge was saying about you know the cinematography and kind of taking it a bit a step further, the foreshadowing that's done through lighting is insane. I don't know if any of you guys picked up on it or if it's just you know a classic Gregory too much into something, but um, obviously everyone now knows and spoilers that. Ash is the robot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you notice, like when they're talking and stuff like that, the lighting reflects Ash's uh, duplicitous nature. So there are points where, like, for example, when the face hugger jumps off of uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? John Hurt's character. Um, it gets off of him and he's just like sitting there sleeping and they're like where's the face hugger and they're looking for it if you look at ripley and you look at dallas they're completely in they're in shadow they're completely dark they they're looking for it they're kind of like what's going on and ash is actually well lit so for me i kind of read into that as like you know these two characters are in the dark on what's going on they don't know what what the hell to do and Ash is just kind of very calmly just, like, looking, like, into a light and looking in these little, like, nooks and crannies. But he knows exactly what's yeah, he going on. He knows what like, he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of parts, too, where if you look, like, half of his face is in shadow and the other half is very well lit. So, for me, it was kind of like he's pretty two-faced about what his true intentions are. So, there's stuff like that where I was rewatching. I was like, yeah, I see what you did there, lighting guy. Good, good job. Well done. <laughs> Especially the parts where, like, like where the alien comes, like, from the shadows and it looms through, and the light just like hits it in the, off of the shiny banana head, and yeah. you know when they're walking around on the planet before they even like know about the aliens, and the, the lights are shining off of like the, their uh, their visors and, and off their astronaut suits. It's 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 amazing. It's like there's a sense of wonderment. Like here they go into this unknown, like these these human beings. <laughs> like who knows oh, yeah. what they're going to get into. It's amazing, and, and and I love how you know they they freaking wake up, and it's just like, all right, guys, there's some stuff going on over there. If you don't go investigate it, you guys are not gonna be, aren't gonna get paid. I'd be like, uh, well, what's over there? Uh, don't worry about it. You guys aren't gonna get paid. Just more, go. More than, more than that, even the first conversation they have, like, period, is about uh, Parker and Brett wanting a, a better cut. Yeah. About that, actually, those those two and uh, and Ripley were kind of like some of the only crew members that didn't really have it coming, like. The, uh, the technicians, they just really cared about getting paid, and Ripley really didn't want everyone to get infested with alien disease. <laughs> That's what bothered me the most about that freaking movie, is the fact that, like, the captain is, like, the most incompetent captain in the history of, like, space travel, <laughs> at least space travel movies. It's like, she's saying, you know, it's, he has to be under quarantine, it's the rules. Let him through, because he's my friend, he has something on his face that we don't understand. No, yeah. it's quarantine. He has to stay outside. There's something on his face. <laughs> but, and, then, know, like... and then Lambert hits Ripley with like the most epic bitch slap. Yeah. When she awesome. when she gets in there, it's like you left us to die. <laughs> but it, oh, oh, and then of course God. the technicians are like, the, why did that then? Like, <laughs> why why? Are... Well, yeah. And then, and then at then the it... end of the movie, then at the end of the movie, she's like, let's draw straws to see who can get in the shuttle. It's like, really, bitch, really? It's like this is technically your fault. This is all happening. If anyone gets the short straw, it's your dumbass. I'm actually really yeah. glad Ripley's mm-hmm. a character in that film because she would have like been the perfect stereotypical female to like define that film's <laughs> sense of gender. Yeah. 
Well, also, oh, no, yeah, and that's, remember, that's one of the reason too, why the go ahead. Well, I was going to say it was Ash that let him in. Oh yeah, and that was that was I actually yeah. when, I, when I saw that yeah. I was like, that's yeah. really weird. How did he do that? And I was thinking, and you yeah. know what? Typical me. I <laughs> did not catch on to the robot thing till after he started like oozing out robot goo. Yeah. Oh yes. Same here. As he uh, he starts sweating out uh, like white fluid before they knock his head clean off. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he was like, when he was like spazzing out and he was saying the same thing like over and over and trying to choke her out, like, and he went. That as as a kid was like the creepy. No, that was creepy. Yeah, as an I was adult just like for me. Ah! <laughs> okay, speaking oh, of the uh, cinematography, uh, I uh, really, really, really thought the um, that Star Wars esque uh, opening with their ship gave like a really good sense of uh, of how of how like, hard it was going to be later on in the film when they were trying to hunt the alien. I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a massive ship that's hauling like 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 a, like a mining thing or whatever. Because it's a ship, but it's hauling a huge like other ship. It's weird. I think they describe at the end of it, or or maybe it was in the comic adaptation, that most of that ship is designed just to carry fuel because of how yeah. far they have to travel. Yeah, uh, there's like some like arbitrary not well not arbitrary, but it's it's like some kind of throwaway line where it's like seventeen like like trillion you know units of fuel detonated at, at once you know nothing could survive right, right. you know so when when she's escaping uh at the end of the movie in the shuttlecraft mm. but yeah i mean the thing when you see it explode it's like i mean it's like the death star it was oh, a little bit it was like a nuke it, then a nuke and then a bigger nuke yeah it's it's <laughs> like it's it's all encompassing which with how huge the the nostromo explodes which i guess would make sense if it's that large of a ship filled to the brim with fuel in like every orifice. <laughs> and the funny thing is that everyone always says, oh, you know, the movie's tagline is in space, no one can hear you scream, but then you can hear that loud ass explosion <laughs> at the end of the movie. It's like the loudest thing ever. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I was just saying, going back to um, uh, other movies in the, in the genre, I mean, to think about how groundbreaking and big this movie had to be, I mean, Star Wars came out already. Like the first Star Wars came out, you know? Yeah, like, two, but it's got two this. years on it. Yeah, exactly. So for this movie to come out and do so well and, and still, you know, be heralded as one of the you know, the biggest films, the most iconic films in cinema is the most like an amazing feat. And you can see why when you watch it. I mean, just the way the characters are made, like they all have their own personalities and Ripley herself being a huge, strong female role, like so Sigourney Weaver, Ripley didn't take any yeah. shit in this movie. Oh yeah, hell yeah. You know, like and, and, and she survived through the whole thing. And even at the beginning, you know, when she was saying, Hey, you can't bring that in here, it's quarantine and I'm sitting there watching like, uh, something's gonna happen <laughs> I was so little <laughs> when they walked in after the face hugger like uh fell off that someone closed that door by behind them <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. That, that whole scene was crazy where it was like choking the crap out of him and, and like it, it kept on squeezing him tighter and tighter and then the acid blood oh, as a kid i was like acid blood explaining how potent it was because like you see they literally go you literally see it burn through like what was it three four decks of the ship you're like okay that shit don't touch it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you got to figure. It's like, what the hell? Like, how are they going to get it off of him? Like, how is it not just going to going to kill him? And then it just it it dies. You know, it gets off. I'm like, uh oh, it it died. Huh. This movie's not <laughs> over yet. Something crazy <laughs> is about to happen. Vomit blood at dinner. And I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you know, look, try to think back to the first time you saw this movie, and um, you know, the face hugger just happened. The, the guy wakes up, says he's really really hungry, 
Mm-hmm. And and you're, you're thinking, okay, you know, he starts choking and coughing and stuff. And I don't know about you guys. The first time I saw the movie as a kid, I did not expect something to burst out of his chest in a bloody I would board. honestly like, argue yeah. that the whole scene at the dinner table was even more frightening to me, who already knew it was going to happen. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, God, yeah. here it comes. <laughs> I, and then, I, feel, I feel bad because the scene has never scared me. <laughs> and for that, I think you all know where I'm going with this. I had seen Spaceballs before I had ever seen Alien. I yeah. actually have too, but <laughs> Hello, my lady. Didn't, didn't ruin it for me. Didn't ruin it for me. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Spaceballs. But um, actually, well, can we can we talk? Well, can we talk about how John Hurt was the first to wake up from the the sleep to get there, and he was also the first to die? Ooh. Epic foreshadow. I know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like, pretty, pretty interesting stuff that like I treated like watching this movie as homework, so I I just noticed things and I jot them down really quickly, and then I was like, wait a minute, did did they all wake up in the reverse order of which they died? I didn't go that far. <laughs> I, I, Greg, st- you're I slacking on your own. I, I still have a life. <laughs> that freaking question is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I I could just lie and say yeah, totally. That's that's what happened. Uh, but I don't know. I don't even think they showed them individually waking up anyways, right? I think they just showed a couple, and then they cut to everyone, like, waking up and eating and talking about how they need more money and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. God. Imagine if you were stuck on this gigantic ship with this thing running around. Like, it's it's already it's skittered off, and, uh, and who knew that it would grow that quickly and become <laughs> yeah, that frightening right? monster? Because it scared it off, and they were looking for this tiny little thing. This tiny little thing. And then uh, th- th- there's a scene in the movie where, where one of the guys is walking through the back uh, corridors, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got his hat. I guess it, it's hot, and there's, like, like yeah, dripping the water guy. coming down. Yeah, there's, right. there's dripping water coming down, and it's all black, and there's chains behind him for some reason. He's just, like, in a black, wet room with chains. What the <laughs> Anyway, so he takes his hat off, and like the water's dripping on his face, and you're like, oh my god. And the camera has him on the right side of the screen, frame on the right side, and darkness on the left. And you're sitting there like, oh my god, oh my god, it's coming. And the music, like there's no music, and the music just starts like going a little bit. And then he hears something, he looks to his right, and you're like, oh my god. But it's just like, and then it cuts. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And the movie does that, that the whole thing, it'll build a scene, it'll keep you there have you there and then something else happens and you're like oh my god this is so stressful but in such a good and fun way the suspense is what really gets me in this movie and why i love it so much there's so many suspenseful slow build-up moments i had a friend uh who i recommended this movie to and have him try to watch my my friend's little brother he's never seen it before and he was like dude this movie's moving kind of slow i'm like shut up (laughs) just just watch it just keep watching (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm sorry it's not Fast and Furious and Transformers, but like, dude, you're gonna love it. It's really great. And, and you know, in that scene, oh I'm not God. sure if it's the, if it's uh, with the with that technician guy, but there, for one of them at least, you can straight up see the silhouette of the alien closing in, like getting like just hanging up there with the chains on one part, and it's like it's blurry in the background, but like you can totally see it, and it's so unnerving. Yeah, what the hell is that room? It's, it's like a dark, it's wet the, room. The, cha- the, what are you the doing shower, there? Kind of, if you're really stressed. It's the sex dungeon. <laughs> the murder room. I mean, listen, you're, you're trapped on this boat with the same people for, like, what, 17 years in hypersleep? People got needs. I don't know if that's the room. I mean, I you know. got... Yeah, I don't know, because there's one android, a bunch of dudes, and one woman. <laughs> no, two. There's Lambert. Lambert's a lady. That's my <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> poor dear. Totally forgot about her and her character and the actress. The, Im- the importance that. is that the alien didn't. And gobbled her <laughs> right up. Right up. Right up. <laughs> like Kobayashi. Yeah. Now, <laughs> were, were there any... any Bender in half, breakout? dunker in water, swallow that hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, were, were there any moments uh, in the movie in which you guys were really captivated be it action, suspense, like it really just got your attention and you and like all reality just blurred away as you were just moving towards the movie. Well, oh yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. Yes. The, the, the running out to the uh the escape ship. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, night, well, <laughs> like in the yeah, in the escape ship she's sitting there. Oh yeah. She gets a little naked. She, she idly like, turns oh, to the left. <laughs> it's like, all right, I see what's going on. Get dim yeah. the lights a little bit and then <laughs> She puts she puts the cat to sleep so she can have some you know fun time and then all of a sudden it's just like the fucking alien like she goes to like press a button and it's like stop that I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh, yeah. and she's like, oh wait, my wait, god, he's, he's Garfield. <laughs> he, that's what he was like. Yeah, that dude, that alien was totally chilling there. It looked yeah. like it was all curled up and it was just like, hey, wake me up when you get. Oh, this bitch is awake. I'm like, listen. <laughs> well, that's that's the kind of parts that kind of captivates me is about the alien how it just hibernates until it has to kill or eat something. That's its basic purpose. It just yeah. hibernates, chills there until it really has to do its own thing. Or until someone trips on yeah. the egg. And it's either tripped the <laughs> egg. Same thing. Same thing with the egg. Like the egg didn't go off until like he kind of like because the egg created its own atmosphere when they first got to the ship. Mm-hmm. And when he like messed when he like broke the mist, that's when the egg finally came to life. And it's just how relentless the species really is to do what it does. Like he, the alien was hi- was hibernating for a bit. The space hugger just came out of the the space hugger. And another like thing that's just remarkable. I mean, again, not be me looking too much punches to it, but remarkable that the face hugger was able to come out of the egg, go on the mask of the actual of the helmet, burn through the mask, but not burn through the host and protect the host and itself. Just so it can lay the fucking egg. And what, what's so cool about them is that how they breed is exactly like is how they get the qualities of what they're of what they're going to kill. So like if they're on a ship, right? They go into this in the film where where he says, "Well, um, how it was just born." They could say, "Well, it adapted to our to our environment pretty well." And like that's it kind of establishes that because it was inside a person who was on that ship, it took on that person's qualities and how they adapted for that environment so the alien kind of had a humanoid form that's why i wasn't really against it kind of looking like a guy in a costume at parts because yeah well it makes sense it was inside a human Mm. i mean it's not like it came out of a dog or anything (laughs) or an alligator yeah anyway anyone oh my god imagine batman well that was that was in um batman superman predator alien yeah. Like. Oh, actually, are you serious? No, wasn't yeah. it in the first Batman vs. Aliens? Oh, that, maybe, maybe. It came out of a yeah. Wait, I read oh, them both. Wait, what happened? What did I miss? Other, Freaking like. alligator! What the hell was that like? Yeah. So um, I mean, I, I remember very little of it. I just remember that I read it. But there was a point where I remember it being this huge page where um, an alien hatched inside of a crocodile or an alligator, and it took on like a dinosaur-like kind of size crap. because it went back to like the prehistoric DNA in it. And it was fucking wow, huge. Wow, yeah. that's cool. But I, I, cool. I remember more so the Alien, Predator, Batman, Superman, where they kind of just like the Predator, like since it's an alien and knows all about other aliens and how to hunt it, it depowered Superman. Oh, how just, did it do that? I, I think it, you probably use Red Sun. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but it was just like, yep, yeah, Red Sun, you don't have no powers now. 
So they had to pretty much rely more on Batman's uh, gadgets and, and wit. And Batman's previous experience fighting both. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, there was a long period of time where it was just like, yeah, these guys versus Alien and Predator. Like, there was the Darkness and Witchblade versus Alien and Predator. Uh, Pretty sure I also read a Judge Dredd versus Alien. Yep. At least once, maybe. I, I never read it, but I remember hearing about it. It was just like this whole phenomenon where it's like, yeah, anyone, Archie versus Alien. I don't know if that actually happened, but. Well, they have Archie versus Predator now. Oh, they do. Which is hilarious because the covers are like, like Archie and Betty sitting in a like the like Pops malt shop, and they're and and a Predator, and they're all drinking out of the same milkshake. Oh God. It's it's like it's hysterical what what they're doing with it, like because they know what they're working with. No, Archie's yeah. been doing some good comics with uh, crossovers and in general lately. Oh my god! But having a pr- a predator, or I I wish you had Archie versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see like more childhood characters that are just completely innocent take on like alien or predator, like Casper versus alien. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the I guess Pooh Casper wins Winnie that one. Aliens can oh, ba- oh, ba- in well, space, no one yeah. can hear you. Oh, bother. <laughs> Why bother? You won't hear me scream anyways. <laughs> Eeyore, Eeyore puts his, like, his face right on the egg. Are you going to come out yet? <laughs> Just Thanks for noticing. <laughs> Although, if it was Predator versus Casper, he would just use a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> as we know, works completely. They can't get out of that. Yikes. This took a very interesting turn. <laughs> when, you, when you start talking about aliens, predators, and crossovers, we can go pretty much anywhere. I was just going to say, like, was there any mention of the origin of the alien? Technically speaking, Prometheus shows the origin of it. Yeah. In kind the actual of. movie itself, it's never really... Well, I didn't know if in Prometheus they were showing the birth of the alien or showing the study of alien because that, that species tried to seed worlds so it wanted to have like a base to uh, to like go on so like what better base than the perfect killing machine to work with I don't know because it's like, it's like almost like genetic perfection in a weird alien way what what did what did Ash call it it was like it's 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 natural like predatory nature is matched only by its hostility. <laughs> Something like just oh, it's like the it's the perfect organism. <laughs> so like, do you think? Do you, I, so like, I don't know. Was it was it established if it was definitely created or if it was being studied? They never said it either or. What they do say in the movie was, especially in Prometheus, what they say is, they're it's a munitions factory where they're pretty much at. They didn't they create munitions? They create weapons, and that's what all those casters were. They were weapons. They were like bioweapons, basically. The captain of the Prometheus even says, he goes, why do you think they have a base all the way out here? It's because they're making weapons. They had a payload. That's what they had in the ship. Um, but if you remember when they first, and especially in Prometheus, when they first go into the room, and it's like all like the canisters like on the ground, and you see like that big giant like face and whatnot, and um, they look up at the ceiling, and it looks like it could be, it looks like the Queen mm-hmm. Alien. Some people theorize that what, and it's again going into like some really deep metaphysical mumbo jumbo <laughs> bullshit, is that um, what they were trying to do is yeah they're trying to they're seeding worlds, but they're trying to be gods and they're trying to create their gods. So it's almost like the queen alien, or what those aliens are are their gods basically. That's that's so interesting because like in Prometheus yeah. it kind of was like oh these aliens are these big blue people are like our creators, but and but in a way their entire like theology is reversed. It's like, and, and if that is true, 
which is uh, neat. And it's interesting because, like, I mean, all this is, like, that definitely comes after the fact of the Alien movie. The Alien movie, who knows what Ridley Scott had in mind when he created Alien. When he had, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the uh, artist who cr- actually created the, a- the actual Alien itself. H.R. Giger. Thank you. Like, um, who knows what the F they had in mind because that same design principle went into, like, the movie Species. It also went into, like, other similar alien, alien-esque movie, uh, mm. monster movie, uh, monster movies, basically. And it's interesting that it's just, again, who knows what Ridley Scott originally had, had in mind when he created it or where he thought it was going. For all we know, he thought it was going to be, like, the only movie he was going to make and it was just going to go to shit. You know, and I guess in Prometheus is where he finally got to really tell what the aliens were about, like how they got created and what the, what made them. I actually, when you guys were on, when, making the uh, the preview cast, I heard you guys mention that Prometheus was made into like an ancient alien theory later. But I I heard the opposite. I heard that uh, that Ridley Scott was going to make a a movie purely about his kind his kind of interest in the ancient alien theory and only later in production did someone pitch the idea hey you could tie this into your alien franchise and he went with that and so if, if you read the original script which you can find online i haven't read so take this with a grain of salt but it has a lot less to do with alien and a lot more to do with with, with the with his kind of take on on that on that theory I always love like ancient alien theories because it's just like they're so wacky, but they present them as like no, no, like this really happened, and then they they always go like, well, I'm not really saying this actually <laughs> happened, but this totally fucking happened. I think it's like super cool and and would love for it to be true, but I I don't I I don't I, I'm not I would never be like I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like most, like anything, like there's, there's no like hard proof of really. I treat it like every other religion objectively, and I just hear people out. Yeah, I just hate people that go so far into it; they just completely like contradict anything humans have done. It's like, oh, humans couldn't have done this because they weren't smart enough. Blah blah blah. It's like, are you a fucking moron? Like, seriously, we have like the same mind in our, we have the same exact brain structure in our minds that we've had for the past. 10,000 years. Nothing really has changed except we've gotten bigger because we have more access to food. You know, so it doesn't take a whole race to build a pyramid. It takes one guy who figures it out and about 20,000 slaves, you know, to build a, build a pyramid. I mean, there are a ton of mysteries in our history, but that's like kind of the fun of it. That's kind of why why people are interested in history in the first place. So, I mean, mm. it's, it's to figure it all out. I mean, I don't know, Dave. I'm not saying it's aliens, but... Uh... <laughs> It's aliens. No, I just I just hate when people do that and they just take away from like the stuff that humans can really do on right, their no, own. Right? Like, so yeah, don't, don't sell don't credit. sell ourselves right. short. Right. We're a pretty cool species. In yeah. fact, like especially in alien in like Alien Resurrection, I hated the fact that Ripley was like half alien or. I completely alien. disagree with you. I thought that was blood. so cool. <laughs> no, I hated that because it's like it took it takes away from humanity. She was better being a human fighting these things with like nothing but like herself than then having like their augmentation that to me took away so are you telling me you don't want acid blood it's no it's just stupid it makes no (laughs) fucking sense to me it's like i'd rather her be a human and take on the aliens than be like one of them and be immune to all their stuff alien resurrection could have been even wackier than 
than it already was. I mean, it's no like Alien Three or whatever, but but th- they almost would have had uh, since she's Ripley Eight, they would have had an a Ripley Nine who would have been more alien esque and evil. <laughs> so you would have had two Ripley clones fighting each other at the end of this movie. Jeez. That would have been pretty fun, but I th- I think how the way they took it was pretty good because it's different than the other uh, three alien movies I've seen in that it was before before obviously this one. Um, in that it was more of a tragedy than anything. I really I really felt bad for everyone involved in Alien Resurrection more than anything. The whole dynamic she has with the uh, with a newborn like semi queen at the end, it was like so sad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I I think that I think the movie is is completely different than the rest of them and I don't know I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It was also the first purely alien movie I'd seen, so I'm biased, and I also know a lot of people hate it, but, you know. I feel bad for Winona Ryder, because, you know, like, at that point, her career was really in the shitter. Uh. But then she bounced back with Mr. Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> with Mr. Deeds! <laughs> no! Water yeah, fountains I, with high I, C in them. I hear, I hear if you say Mr. Deeds three times in a mirror, Adam Sandler will come to your house. Mr. Deeds, Mr. Deeds, Mr. Deeds. Why didn't you make pixels? <laughs> he doesn't know, guys. He doesn't know. If you say it three times in a mirror, he makes another shitty movie. So, out of all the Aliens movies, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen all of them. Which one do you guys like the most? Or which one's uh, the most fun for you? Which one's uh, your least favorite? I haven't seen all of them. Um, I'm well, like, I thought you seen Resurrection. I, I haven't seen and... Aliens, and I don't know if there's another one I haven't seen. I've seen Resurrection. I've seen eight, both AVPs, and I've seen Prometheus. Yeah, the only thing you're missing is Alien Three, which doesn't. Yeah, Aliens. Yeah. yeah well, that? <laughs> there is no Alien Three. It's kind of like the joke. <laughs> like they they went to a four, and they were like, "Don't worry." About <laughs> oh God. Um, I like the first one the best, hands down. I just started the whole thing. It's completely different. It's more based in horror. The you know the thought that went into the shots, uh, the thought that went into the alien design, just how it goes and it just blends in so perfectly to the ship. It's just it's the perfect just nightmare if you're in space and it's just like you and a cat, and the cat keeps on trying to scare you like <laughs> or a lead dick. you to your death, or lead you to your death. The cat wanted to be the star the whole time. It knew the alien it was in the never movie. touched it. I don't think the alien actually wanted the cat. They actually were in coots. They they were in coots. Jonesy and the alien. That's the real name of the movie. <laughs> Jonesy and the alien. <laughs> Hell around up in space. <laughs> that was the theme song. What about you, Casey? Um, I actually as as much as I like this movie for what it is, and I guess I can say it's objectively the. I would almost say the better of the rest of them. I prefer Aliens the most um, because once the suspense of knowing what the the alien looks like is gone, you can play around with what it can do and what it's like when there's more of them and what happens when, you know, you have people with real weapons run up against the ultimate predator. Um, then you also get lines that it's it's like, it's in the room, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, you don't really get the same sense of terror from Aliens that you do from Alien, um, but yeah. I think as a as a movie on the whole, it's it 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 represents the franchise the best. Um, and Paul Reiser. And Paul yeah, Reiser. yeah, Paul Reiser. Mad about, about you. 
I'm sorry. One, one, one last thing. Sorry. Yeah, before we uh, we dove off in the Paul Reiser bandwagon. Um, the as as art, I I would say Alien is also a, a more interesting film to watch. Um, mm. Because there's, I wouldn't say that there's anything remarkable about things like the set pieces in Aliens, because it's like just sort of like generically futury. Whereas this one, it's like a dark, scary pre 1980s future. You know, where you have computers that still kind of look like Apple IIs, and yeah. you know, and, and yet you're traveling. I love that. The that, old, old that, technology, that but it's all supposed to be really modern. They had a really low budget yeah. on yeah. the chip in-universe. All the beeps yeah. and boops. It's that, but, you know, you still have, like, video cameras, or, you know, even if they're, like, grainy quality. But then you're traveling millions of light years away. You've got stuff like hypersleep, you know. But then, you know, you got your old Apple IIs, your, your text input commands, and, you know, a computer that doesn't sass you back, but is just completely, you know, unresponsive. Yeah. Mother, you well, there is there is a little bit of a discrepancy there with the technology. You have like a indistinguishably uh, indistinguishable from a human android, and then Apple twos. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. The two polar ends of technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before we move on to Dave, I just want to bring something up really quickly. I don't know if you guys noticed this about uh, science fiction movies, specifically in space that take place around the seventies and the eighties. I like those models that they put together for the spaceship so intricate and so good looking but like I paused it on this movie and just looked at it and I was like I don't know what half of those vents are for <laughs> like I feel like they just added in detail to make it look more realistic but in actually doing so, that's it's that method is actually oh my god it's, it's an actual name for that method and it started in Star Wars believe it or not oh, I they it. Actually, that, that's when they first actually uh, introduced that method for like ship design or crate design and you're right. Most of what you see of that texture really isn't meant for much. It probably has no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. But it just gives so much to the ship. It gives so much to like the vessels. It makes them look. Oh, so let's that see, make it better. up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like think about like think for instance like the star destroyer. Like imagine if it was like a, a smooth a triangle. You know, it would not have the same effect. Oh right. With like all the texture, all the meat. So it's actually I forget the name of it, but they're actually it's actually really called a certain. Um, a certain like art style or it's called like a certain te- certain technique which is why when you like purchase like the star wars toys the big death stars or the ad ats like the, the lego mm-hmm. ones yeah they work so well because they add to that texture it feels like you have the real deal vehicle in front of you and i always figured that um those because uh, i've seen like star trek and i know about the borg that <laughs> most of the time when like a ship has a bunch of visible stuff in the universe they just didn't have the time or funds to like complete it to make it so that the surface had had more ventilation because when you have a ship like the machinery needs to cool off somehow it needs to have somewhere for it to go that's why right. like computers have like so many fans in them so like with the right. Borg they don't even have anything covering their ship because they just have a they just have a freaking impenetrable barrier so all of that all that heat can just go wherever it needs to go. And I always just figured the same whenever I see that kind of design. Like, oh, they just don't have the money for a really nice ship with a fancy shell, so they have this. But but I mean, like, even so, though, just, like, look at what we actually... I know it, like, takes, takes place away in the future, but look at actually, like, what we have for spaceships and space shuttles and just how, like, simple and aerodynamic it is. And then you look at anything in Star Wars or Alien, and it's just, like, Yeah, but at the same time, our space shuttles are it's really, just, like, like an a really specific in what they do get off earth to the space station come back 
So right. I think, but if you're like, right. living on something, you have to have like something for all of the electronics, something for all the doors to automatically open and close, something for the water supply. You know, it's like it's basically like a moving like sa- uh, what's the uh, international satellite or whatever space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was it? Yeah, <laughs> might <Yeah>. be. <laughs> <laughs> you're so close. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I guess my point is more t- like in reality, the designs are leaning more towards more sleek and being more aerodynamic so i would say like more like if like apple designed a spaceship whereas in these science fiction movies and it, it lends it to you know specifically alien right. it's this big hunking thing and it works out to the benefit because there's lots of corridors so it's just like get a mining lost ship in, lots too. of yeah. tubes and yeah it's just very like low it's high tech but right. low tech of the high tech and like you know some like tube air tube is breaking and getting just like mist and steam everywhere <laughs> um it's just it's just interesting mm. to see that you know like even looking at like the millennium falcon which is probably one of the more sleeker looking of the star wars ships i would say it's the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy it is like that thing is just like i love that thing because it's just filled with <laughs> yep it reminds me of my first car it's just like only one is only like two doors opened and like one window actually worked and then the cd player would work if you punched it and it was great it's good times so yeah my my favorite aliens movie um and it's i'm on the same vein as uh casey with it is actually also aliens um simply put like i loved i saw the original alien when i was maybe like five or six give or take um Watching my mom and dad scared the shit on my dad. My mom and dad, my mom, my, my mom and I loved it, and um, we actually watched it again recently for the podcast, and it kind of like brought back like child childhood memories. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, for me it was Aliens, just because it was such a great adventure, and we got to see like more of the creature I loved. You know, I had to see more of the alien and see like what it could do and what it's gonna do, and like just the Marines are really cool. I love the armor. Um, I love like the whole science behind it, the aspect of it and just how it just, it was an adventure that just would not end to say the least. Like you think it's an end here when the guy gets off the ship and then the ship crashes because the alien got in and killed the pilot and then they're fighting off the aliens and everyone explodes and dies. And then it gets to the end where they're about to leave, but then it, then the newt gets kidnapped and then Ripley goes to find newt and she kills the, the queen alien place explodes around the ship and the queen aliens on there and then she gets in she gets in the giant robot get away from her you bitch and yeah. it's like the freaking like battle between the mech and like the queen alien and then even after that it doesn't end it won't die they have to suck into the airlock yeah. and she has to kill like she killed the original alien it just won't fucking die get and off my plane pretty much and it's just great no and if you ever <laughs> and if you notice if you watch like aliens there's a lot of like games and sci-fi stuff that we see now has draw straight influence from the movie for instance hey excuse me halo the armor of the marines looks almost exactly like the armor of the marines in the in, in aliens they have the black sergeant pillar of autumn like the ship almost looks exactly like the ship they have in the movie aliens uh starcraft like the pilot the, the hat that's in the drop ship like the, her animation looks just like the pilot from aliens she even says like some of the same fucking shit we're in for some chops, you know, we're fly, uh, fly by fly. Like, she says almost the exact same stuff. So, Aliens is a lot of influence to a lot of stuff that we love and mm. brought a lot to it. Especially, again, 
Halo. Play Halo. Watch Aliens. It's amazing how similar each like each point is. Like me, and my brother and I for a while thought that Aliens was in the same universe as Halo. Yeah, for don't, a forget bit. Metro- don't forget <laughs> Metroid. The Metroid is completely inspired by the Alien universe. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So it's like uh, me- uh, Metroid. Even uh, what's it called? Contra even has like some aspects of like Aliens in it. So it's. Mm. Or, or yeah, dude, like, like in Super Metroid, like the first like major boss you fight, like uh, you know, that big flying wing- winged thing is yep. called Ridley. Yep. Yeah, and it looks like the and alien. It, actually, the Metroid <laughs> games follow the uh, the alien storylines. If you actually look at the games, um, where Resurrection took place in the, the games or whatever, uh, chronologically, I think, uh, not, maybe not in universe chronologically, but in the order of release or whatever, in a Super Metroid. It's, um, no, not Super Metroid. Which one? What is the one where there's the SAX? Fusion, right. In Fusion, uh, it's completely, like, almost like, I don't want to say one for one, but really similar to Resurrection. Yeah, uh, in that one, uh, there's a, an evil clone Samus that is running around, and Samus herself is infected with, uh, well, not infected, but they use, like, Metroid genes to, Well, like, she has the SAX virus, point. and they use the Metroid that she had captured in the, in the, the chronologically previous game, Metroid 2, to uh, save her life, so in a, she becomes, in a way, what she's been hunting the entire series. And that's the only yeah. reason she didn't die. And that... And that yeah. I... I I would really kill to see Samus take on Xenoblade. <laughs> now, that, now that you got me thinking about it, oh I, god, I never, never made the connection until right now. But oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so with that said, with everyone's favorites, it's just kind of like dawning on me right now. What's everyone's like least favorite Alien movie? Alien Three. Can I say? Can I say the Wait, EVP? No. <laughs> Alien Resurrection. No. Oh Damn. god! Can't pick. <laughs> Uh, no, for me, it's uh, the AVP that takes place in that... Uh, I don't even know what the town is. I just call it the small town. Where they, they nuke it at the end. Me, mean, it's meanwhile, like, somewhere yeah, in Alaska. Would that count? Would that, that, that count? Because one. we're talking about... Cause we're, I don't know if that would count because we're talking about Alien. Well, I've only here. seen so one other Alien AVP? film. Alien's in the title, so... No, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Like, Because the, alien, the aliens are in it, and they do play a big part. I mean, it's all continuity for the Alien movies, too, right? It really... Uh, is it? No, yeah, I think it's, it's its own no. thing. Yes, isn't it? Is. Isn't it its yeah. own thing? It, no, not it's really. Kind of it, it, well, it's got yes, to be the Predator yeah. movies. Yeah, because in the first Alien vs. Predator movie, the Whalen Corp is in it. Yeah, and right. the dude who plays Bishop plays is in Whalen, it. Mr. Whalen, yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it is part of the continuity. <laughs> if you think about it, and if you really think about it, in Alien, they know that the creature exists. They almost know about it. And they even tell the, the android, land on the planet... Uh, get the organism and bring it back. It's almost like how do they it, how do the they organism. know it exists if they didn't encounter it before? So technically speaking, it does fall in the continuity of the alien world, basically. It does yeah. really annoy me that Alien vs. Predator takes place like a hundred years or whatever before the first <laughs> Alien. Yeah. yeah. For that matter, like why didn't they capture at the end of that movie? Like if they wanted it so bad. No. What bothers me about the first Alien vs. Predator movie that was PG thirteen. That's yeah, what bothered me definitely. the most. It's like, let me get this straight. You got two of the goriest franchises that ever existed. You know, you got Alien and Predator. Predator was fucking... I mean, not as gory as Aliens was, but gory enough, you know? And you make it PG-13. And that's the one from you know, an, that's Antarctica, an, right? Make no sense. Right, right. I actually yeah, really yeah. like that one. And then, like, at the end... For me, it's my really? least, actually. It's like, just... Oh, Absolutely. 
Like I and not only that, but also I hated the fact with the like the alien and human team. I mean the predator human team up at the end where he's like running with her and she has like the alien armor and they have the little silhouette thing going. All I could think of was like Batman and Robin. And it's like some I, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I haven't yeah. seen it recently. I saw it when it was in theaters a long time ago, but So did that's... I. That's the last time I saw it and I've never wanted to see it again. <laughs> I haven't seen it since, but I enjoyed it when I saw it. And it just uh but I will say I did like Alien vs. Predator 2. Just because it was gory as fuck. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say just because you couldn't actually see any of the crap that was on screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, there's that <laughs> and the like, imagination. They, they threw like some human element in it, sure, you know, but it just, it was gory as fuck, you know, people were being ripped apart and torn to pieces like that, and the part that, when it happened in the theater, I laughed for 10 minutes, like they almost threw me out of the theater, was, yeah. um, we're in the hospital, and the girl runs by, and that fucking thing, like, slams her into the wall, and like, all her intestines come out, and she just <laughs> dies, it's like the guy's crush or whatever, dude, I was hollering laughing loud in the theater like they actually called the ushers in and they wanted me to leave I'm like but I can't stop it's fucking funny ah nothing says slapstick <laughs> like skilled intestines out of the theater. you know oh yeah like I've been kicked out I've been kicked out a few theaters for laughing at the most inappropriate parts like um the hills have eyes like the there's some part I, they actually got kicked out of that one for laughing yeah, the the end of Marley and me. <laughs> Note uh, to self: Don't go to the movies with Dave. <laughs> what else? <laughs> All right, get no, in. No, no, because Marley and me had a dog, and dog, you know, it, that's sad. I like animals. People, people, people dying is okay, not animals. <laughs> All right, getting us back on track here. Uh, I, I really liked when you saw the Predators world in a- Aliens vs Predator Two. That was. Yes. I that wish was they showed yes. more of that. That was so badass. Like you got to see. Oh, the cinematography was amazing. Just like that, 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 that huge wide shot. You saw of like uh, the tech and some, some some jungle area, and then you know it, it, it went inside of that of uh, his his abode, and you got to see some of the technology. And I was just like, wow! Like, where is this? I was like, where is this? Let's get more of this in here. And it wasn't that big of a scene, but it just captivated me. You know? What's great about that scene, and especially that predator, you get to see like how badass he is. He knows what he's hunting. You know, that's why they called him up you know he knows what he's hunting he knows how to find it he know he he was using like that weird liquid in that vial to like dissolve shit you know what i mean it's like he knew what we was what he was after this is something he's done a bunch of times and he's like missing that one tusk from his face it's like yeah and you get to see like the whole world and he's just chilling there like on his lounge chair basically looking at the sun probably drinking their version of a mai tai <laughs> And he's like, oh, I gotta hunt these things. All right, fuck it. Let's. Do it's this. also kind of weird though and, uh, that they don't really follow through with the ending for the AVP one, where uh, where you see the uh, the alien bust out of the chest of the of the predator, and I was like, they do, they do. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Been, the predator alien is in the second It's been a, it's been too long. The predator. It's like that 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 fucker is through that is in the entire movie actually. Oh yeah, they show the predator. Really? And then like then the, then yeah, then the predator fights him at the end and they kill each other. But I mean, like that—that's the same ship. That's from the same ship at the end of the first one. Yeah, because like basically the first, the second one starts right where the first one oh ends. Oh my god, the first that's how! Yeah. Oh my god, I t- okay. With that rotating so my, shot my brain, of it zooming up to the me, predator. Yeah, and basically <laughs> it gets—it's it, almost like the well, movie Alien. It gets out, runs around, <laughs> gets yeah. big, kills everybody. Plane crash. The, the ship crashes. And that's when they call, like, the Mac Daddy Predator to come in. I wouldn't doubt Mac me Daddy not predator. knowing that because I got there late. <laughs> the My Mac family Daddy. is, is like, 
it's like a chronic issue about being late to things. I most of the movies of my childhood have lacked the beginning. It's a bummer. Wow, we went down a path there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we done that. Do we need violins? Like, is uh, yeah. No, the the incredible Hulk I have no recollection of that beginning. Okay, point made, guys. Point made. Yeah, I I don't know what's worse, Alien Resurrection with that whole crazy like made up alien BS, or Alien Three with Rock and the Red Alien. I can tell you what's worse. Oh, you God. guys ever see Alien 2 on Earth? What? You ever what? hear about Excuse this? Me? Yeah. You can look this one up on your Wikipedias or what have you, uh, but I actually tracked down a copy of this sucker uh, for this. Alien 2 on Earth uh, is a 1980 or 1981 Italian ripoff sequel <laughs> to Alien. Oh, Italian God. ripoff sequel. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, dude. Um, And it's bad. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> They're like uh, Marco. Daily. I've seen some bad movies in my life, and that's oh, this is this is totally worth. Does it have the Indiana Jones out. thing where that. like there's an Indiana Jones ripoff, and they don't they didn't have enough funding to actually like like for some reason they could they could they could cheat the movie, but the actual visuals, but they couldn't cheat the music, and so they could they couldn't get the rights for the actual Indiana Jones song, so they just loop the same part of the song over and over and over and over. Record scratch every time it happens. <laughs> no, but this movie, oh my god. Um first of all, the main character is a psychic. So you already know it's it's <laughs> stupid. Stop. So it's X-Men. Stop. 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 They're like they're like mixing X-Men and everything. Oh, it's bad. like a like a the the egg lands on earth it's like it's like jettisoned from space debris or whatever then the psychic girl ends up finding it it kills all of her friends and i swear to god it's not a chest buster in this movie it is a face buster <laughs> whoa this that is, sounds raw <laughs> i want to see that this movie is that sounds sick. raw yeah actually wow. you know what i'm starting to think this one might be my <laughs> <favorite>. <laughs> are you turning into dave you gotta track that down you know i uh, I have to find this now, dude. If you can send me that some way, shape, yeah. or it sounds awesome. Like, like somewhere, like, like some of that sounds like a mix between Transformers and X Men. Like the egg landed on Earth, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it killed everything, and all became robots and yeah. aliens. And, and then the X Men came in with a psychic. <laughs> the psychic found the robot alien things. It's like you what? Those, like what else could over there? Those those shitty movies like ripoffs exist, and they're actually pretty funny. Like there was Transformers. And there's one called Transmorphers. Transmorgers. It's like Transmorgers. Yeah. Like and it's got Bruce Boxleitner in it. They actually managed to get somebody halfway decent. <laughs> oh, I guess. There um, was uh, Snakes on a Plane, and they actually did make Snakes on a Train. <laughs> I never saw really? it, but I, I saw the cover for it. And they I was like, made no, no shit. Snakes on a Train? Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, sir, do you know that the X-Men have basically fought aliens, right? Have you ever heard of the Brood? Brood? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the Chitari. Oh, yeah. Aren't the Chitari well, more like uh... Skrulls? Which are aliens? Well, yeah, but they're not like... Oh, yeah. Alien aliens. They're aliens. I, I meant like inhabit your body, transform you into a Like Wolverine got turned oh, into like in, into a brood for a bit, right? Yeah. He he fought a he fought an egg that was implanted inside. And then, yeah, he like that. Screwed it all up. 
Oh yeah, I I absolutely love the Brood. They're like they might be the most like single evil race in all of science fiction. They exist only to kill and and devour. What do you think of Brew in uh in uh, Wolverine and the X Men? Yeah, he's he's cute. They got in the, in Wolverine and the X Men. They got a a, brood, a a mutant brood that like wears little scholarly glasses. He's a lot like Beast, but he's like this stupid <laughs> evil monster. They have him try to take care of like a baby <laughs> at one point, and it's like he's he's trying his best, but what? no, because one of the X Men has like a child, and like they're like they have to. They ha- he's like trying to watch it for them, because he's like he's super trustworthy, but like cannot. No, not not good idea. <laughs> at my uh, old job, we used to have this. Uh... And it just started like as a joke where um, opening up a file, I was like, said the joke would be funny, open up a file cabinet and also like a face hugger comes out. I said <laughs> completely random, you know, and it just took off from there. So it's like anytime you would open something, people would scream, face hugger, you know, and it just like, it just comes out at you or they throw something at you. Hey, can you catch, hey, can you hold on this face hugger? And they throw something at your face. <laughs> no. And it just became a running gag for two fucking years of us screaming face hugger at each other or just... Anything a face hugger come out of. It didn't matter what it was. Like, oh, what do I have for lunch today? Face hugger. You know? What's in the fridge? Face hugger. It's like, it literally became the gag from Family Guy with the freaking, like, um, the raccoon. Ra- the, the raccoon that comes out and, like, bites Peter or whatever. Yeah. It was that. Like, anything anything a face hugger come out, can come out of, it would come out of. It. And it got to the point where we actually cut out a little tiny face hugger. It looked like a cut out scorpion, but for us it was a face hugger. And we would plant it everywhere for each other. So, like, if I open it and the face hugger was there, that means I got got then I got caught by the face hugger. Then I have to hide it somewhere else in the office until someone else found it and then they got the face hugger and then they had to hide it. And it just became like a running gag for two years. And we did the cutout paper thing for like six <laughs> months before I finally left that place. So for all I know, they're still doing the face hugger gag. At least I hope. And if they're not doing it, those guys. The face hugger gag out. sounds pretty fun, actually. It it really is, and it's like. And, and it gets to a point where it's like, you know, I've been face-hugged the last five times. I even felt like <laughs> a face-hugger. I really don't want to open this and see a fucking face-hugger. And you just freak out, and your back tense up is like... And it's just a piece of paper. You're going to see it. It's all it is, but still, it's like, please don't want to be You know, they make little plushes now. Those... Open it. Uh, we almost went to that point. It's like, why don't we just order actual, like, plush dolls of it? Or just, you know, something, like, more substantial than a piece of paper that looks like a scorpion, but... No, we just stuck with the face hugger, and it was act- it was entertaining, and sometimes it could be very, very just, you know, nerve wracking. And the plot, and the spots where we would hide it were just like ingenious, like the ba- the bottom of the garbage can, or like in the refrigerator, or my favorite, and like one of the printers when I have to open up and do maintenance. There's a face hugger chilling in the printer, like looking at me. It's like great, I got caught, you know. Or the best part, toilet seat right under the lid. It's like, oh, let me lift the lid. Oh, it's a face hugger. Great, great. And it just, it was fun, dude. I, I, that's the only part of that job I really miss was like the whole face hugger game. I, I like to imagine Dave going to a fancy restaurant, ordering lobster, hiding it <laughs> under the table, and then throwing it out of his shirt whenever everybody else gets their plate. Or just going to the <laughs> waiter and be like, swap I... this, put this, serve this to him. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, as much food as I eat, I'm not a big fan of like seafood, like lobster or crab. No kidding. Something about, like, the... Probably because I'm mentally scarred from aliens when I was a little kid, but... Something about, like, all those, like... Just, ugh, You know? Just, I, I can't do it. It's I it's, If it's got a carapace, you ain't eating it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay if it's, like... If it's been, like, taken out of the shell after the fact, it's fine. Like, sushi or, like, soft-tailed crab, like, or, like, or, like, a California roll, sure. But if I have to do it myself, I just can't. Or when I watch my girlfriend do it, it's, like, I gotta... 
I gotta go somewhere else. You're eating a no, giant spider. No, I get that. Lobsters are, yeah, lobsters are almost <laughs> scorpions. Giant spider. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Yeah. Giant spider of the sea. They really, man. If you think about it, they're just spiders and crabs. They're, they're just scorpions. They're just, <laughs> just ugh, you know. And I'm pretty sure, like, take a take a crab, like a dead crab, a crab shell, put it on your face. I'm pretty sure that's what a face hugger feels like. It probably smells very similar. Put it too. on your face. <laughs> go to the beach. Get a crab. No, no, put no, it no, on I'm your face. Back to the fucking indoors. There we go. You heard it here. Yeah. Go to the beach. Get a crab. Put it on your face. <laughs> There you go. I mean, that's funny too, because like, uh, like, uh, you know, growing up as a Caribbean person, um, my, my mom and my dad would pre- prepare, you know, like seafood in the sink. So there'd always be like blue crab or whatever. And sometimes they would, they would get it uh, live from the flea market. So, like, yeah, I never thought it was creepy. I just thought, oh, look at this little guy, this little thing. And uh, what's funny is that, you know, they're telling me to like go away, like when, when, when they killed it. And then I'll come back and be like, oh, where is it? Oh, it's in the pot. It's the pot. <laughs> It's becoming, I'm like, oh, it's becoming food. <laughs> it, you just look at the thing in the pot. But yeah, no, I was, I was, yeah. I was, I was never creeped out about it. I was like, oh, look, how so, how so cool. Yeah, my dad would get it from the bucket, like put it in the sink and like, you know, and just like play with it. Like, oh, look at it, look at it. And he would like put up its arms like, what's up, bro? I'll cut you. I'll pinch you, man. Get out of here. So my favorite is Alien. Because, again, I wasn't a yeah. fan of the franchise. I enjoyed the movies. You know, I, I went to them at the theaters. I had fun and then forgot about them. But this movie not only held up, even though I, I know all of the key scenes, I know what the aliens are, all that stuff I said earlier, but it made me a fan of the franchise. Like, I am super eager to watch Aliens. I just, I really, I'm, I think that one of these days when we're, uh, for the next podcast... That should be the one we go through, just because like it's, it's something that I actually have a lot of uh, of excitement about now, and where I and I just think that that alone puts this movie in front of any other in the franchise for me. I mean, shit. Why don't we just keep this trend going? Let's just do that. For, let's do that for next week. Also, I'm just saying. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Aliens Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, episode 22. We're still talking about it. <laughs> We're still watching it. We've seen every single iteration, even all the, like, the foreign knockoffs. It's getting kind of Next irritating, week. but fun Aliens at the same time. <laughs> Aliens on the moon. Alien, Alien 2 on Earth. That's the name of the movie. You can probably find it on Betamax if you really want it. Now, do you guys accept Prometheus as a prequel to the Alien Saga? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to call it a prequel. More like it just takes place <laughs> in the same world. Yes. I'm sorry, Greg's answer. Yeah. Next question. Thank you. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. I don't know why that was so Next question. I don't know. It's like, yeah. Oh, he did it. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> Then he's like, then he goes off and signs autographs. I don't know. The, I don't know why it was so funny to me. Just, yeah, fucking okay. Next question. All right, so we we marked that off the list. But uh, no, yeah, what's everybody else saw? Because there are people on this thing called the, the interwebs who absolutely cast it out. Like, no, the 1979 Alien is the original. Nothing came before it. Nothing came after it, except for Aliens. Uh, and, and that's both it. AVP and movies took like place AVP before too. it as yeah. well. Wait, wait, do you mean exactly. nerds were unaccepting of something cast new? out Prometheus? I think that, like, is, is it, is that what I think that Prometheus, to me, was was not at fault for, in, in the in the context of the Aliens universe, I hold more against it for not really going further with its, and if this is true, its ancient Aliens vision. 
Uh, so I guess I'm, I have the opposite opinion of those people you mentioned earlier. <laughs> what about the rest of you guys? Do you accept it as the prequel? Or is it just you know, its own fun thing? We'll see where it goes with Prometheus 2. Uh, as some of the internet are uh, claiming. I've actually thumbed through all those dumb internet reasons for why Prometheus isn't supposed to be a uh, a, a true prequel or sequel. Or, or yeah, uh, to to the Alien movies. And if I if I may indulge, uh, it's because the alien at the end of the movie that comes out as a result of the trilobite impregnating the engineer is actually called the Deacon. It is in no way identified as a xenomorphic creature. Um, it looks different. That's it. I don't know why people think that that's enough justification for it to not be a prequel. It's the and same also, thing. Yeah, and also that that is supposed to be the early st- if we believe the early stage of the aliens. So I mean, it can look different. It's going to evolve. It doesn't look like the ones we see in this movie that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I accept it. I mean, dude, I that's even, what really I wouldn't even uh, go so far as to say it's it's necessarily an earlier version. I mean, it it could just be what the alien looks like based on inheriting the engineer genes, you know? Like how the the dog alien looks different from the human alien, and maybe this one looks drastically different from, you know, jumping out of an engineer. Again, though, but, like, it comes back to the thing where it's, like, it's probably just its own... It's in the same universe where you get the idea where the alien comes from, but it's not generally a prequel, because... I just want to say it takes place in its own world. That's pretty much it. Like, but like, I'm not exactly sure what time frame it takes place in the actual chronological order. But if it takes place before Alien or afterwards, but it just feels like it's its own thing. I I would agree with you if not for these particular things that they make a point to have in Prometheus and to really tie into Alien. The spaceship, the underground spaceship, is literally propped up exactly as they find it in Alien. Well, they go, what's the, what's that thing? And then I think it was Ash was like, nothing I've ever seen before. That's the like original Prometheus yeah. alien spaceship that got propped up that way due to the events of Prometheus. You see the alien's dead body in that giant gun thing trying to shoot down uh, the chick from the with dragon tattoo as she leaves orbit, and he dies because of that. Like you see those; those tie in directly into Alien. Yeah, How but can it's you, a complete, like, no, it's a completely you. different ship, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Then that's the biggest coincidence in movies ever. Dude, it's the com- it's a completely different ship, because the ship takes off at the end and crashes somewhere else completely. Not, the guy doesn't not die the in that ship. ship though. Yeah, he does. Rewatch no, he doesn't. He doesn't die in the ship. He dies somewhere else, like when he's chasing the chick with the dragon tattoo. He dies in her ship, in her in her rescue shuttle. Yeah, dude, no, no, dude. But the thing is, the thing, thing you see in Alien, that's just like his his astronaut suit. Yeah, not him yeah, himself. That's true too. I forgot. Yeah, and Alien, it's something. It's like, and that could be just another ship entirely because they all the ships look exactly the same. But like the ship he the ship he takes off in the chaser crashes because they crash Prometheus into it, and then she takes off in another ship that looks exactly the same, but back to where the engineers are from. So the ship that's an Alien could be its. A completely different ship altogether. Probably is not even in the same, not even mm. the same ship. But in propped fact, up in the exact the same, same way, huh? It's propped up in the exact same way as when they left it, though. No, no, no. that ship crashed. The the ship that's in Prometheus was right. like not it, propped it up the same way because it was... it's not naturally that that uh, orientation. It's naturally horizontal, not vertical. Right, but the ship in Prometheus isn't crashed. It's actually landing like when they first discover it. It's not propped up the same way. It's actually landed flat. 
on uh, like the sur- like underground because it's like actually they, in a they have a that, that kind of scans I'm, the tunnels right and it kind of unfolds on their screen you see yeah, that yeah. it's like well I'm I'm gonna agree to disagree until I can watch it and prove myself wrong. Yeah, it's like flat completely. Like it's actually there, just chilling. Like yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it. But I, I remember, I like literally, I saw Prometheus in theaters, and then that day, like literally, I got home and I watched Alien, and I matched them up, and I was like, they match exactly. So either my brain's fam, I remember he's failing me, which is entirely possible because you know, like that's never happened to me before, ever in the history, of ever. <laughs> I, I'm telling uh, you, dude, it's a completely different ship. It could have been altogether, another ship man. on the a same planet. Because I mean, we were assuming their entire operation failed, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different ship than what they discover like in Prometheus. Trust me. I don't know. I'm I, I'm going to trust you, but I'm going to agree to disagree until I I'm just going to rewatch Prometheus because it's it's going to bother me until I do. Um, and we we could argue about it, you know, all all night, but then we wouldn't have time for my secret question. <gasps> secret Even on Movie Club Week, <laughs> Even on, especially on Movie Club Week, I go to other people's podcasts and make a secret <laughs> question. There's no, there's no escaping this. So as we kind of discussed in this podcast, um, there's a lot of team ups versus with with Alien, um, which means you can get a variety of different kinds of aliens because, as we know, their physiology depends on what they attach to. If you were to merge an alien with any other alien in fiction, which one would you choose? And what do you think the result would be? Motherfucking Odin. 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 Oh, as <laughs> guardian alien. <laughs> Odin. As guardian alien. Oh my god. Busting out of Odin himself. Yes, you're all done. The all father queen. No oh, god. <laughs> the All Father Queen. The All Father King. I kinda just pictured Freddie yes. Mercury though when you said that. <laughs> he busts out <laughs> <laughs> No. He just starts singing. It's like like, it's like what like some alternate space balls universe when he busts out. Slightly mad. <laughs> Instead of having acid oh, blood, yeah. he has lightning blood. Oh, that'd be sick. You yeah. cut him and this lightning just starts pouring out. <laughs> it comes out all golden and shiny. And it has like a, like a, a crazy armor carapace and one eye patch. Yeah. Or it's many eyes. Yep. Yeah. But it would look like, imagine how that thing or would actually, look. Actually, no. It would have, have, like, have to be multiple eye because he he's, has one eye. So every other eye would have to be. Every other eye. <laughs> so <laughs> many eye patches. Oh my god! Like imagine, imagine like the 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 forehead, the big banana forehead being like uh, Heimdall's, like the like big alien queen, but like yeah. Heimdall's kind of helmet. Yeah, you were all dead. I win this game. Uh, uh-uh. next secret question. No, <laughs> next person. Let's go with uh, Casey. Oh, this is tough. Um, yeah. I, my my first thought was originally jumping to picking something out of Star Trek, or like uh. Like a Vulcan alien would be pretty cool. Like you just have an alien that's so uh, super smart and capable right out of the gate, mm. you know. Uh, which actually made me think of something kind of maybe a little cooler. Uh, your classic alien gray. No, your your oh. big headed, big eyed oh. kind of, oh. kind of alien. crash landing alien. Oh. Yeah, you know, you, I I don't think you get much more like B movie than this one, or maybe Twilight Zone. But if you were gonna go <laughs> for a <laughs> A, a smart, terrifying, predatory alien, um, one based out of that. Of course, you still wouldn't give it eyes because, fuck it. <laughs> why, why would you give it eyes when it's got that cool tube head? Um, but yeah, I guess just from a, 
I guess the, the perspective of um, not necessarily looks, but but more motivation and, and how it would uh, how it would act. I think that'd be pretty sweet. My uh, my backup choice, of course, is a uh, is a Wampa from Star Wars. <laughs> nice. So you could maybe we could get an alien that has maybe actual fur. Ooh. Like you get like you know your your toyetic Arctic version of uh, of the xenomorph. <laughs> Arctic assault alien. Oh god. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't let Han Solo try to like put Luke in there though. Oh my god, no, a, ta a tauntaun xenomorph. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Oh god. <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the inside. <laughs> a Chewbacca xenomorph. No. What did have oh, hair? That was, <laughs> was going to be mine. Be like, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no, I, did I, I didn't steal it, did I? No, I was going to say the Wookiee one. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, I gotta think of a new one. I got it's all right. I got I got another one when it's my turn. Yeah, imagine what that must sound like when it screams. <laughs> oh my god, the most frightening thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually gonna. It's a big deep. I'm gonna throw mine out right now in case you reject it. The oh, Borg. Geez. I want a truly perfect killing machine, something that not only can have <laughs> the perfect form but, to kill but, you, but, but all of the knowledge but to but do the it Borg too. One be able to be to succumb to a facehugger. Yeah, well, I don't know. So well, well, I don't know. What the, if the Borg got the alien? No, no. So it would be the Borg assimilating an already born xenomorph, or they have to. Yeah. Oh God, or unless the facehugger got on a Borg. <laughs> but yeah, and then well, a, hu well, a human Borg. I'm thinking no, like wait, an, no, alien, no. It an alien. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. That gets assimilated by the Borg, so it not only has like perfect haunting, whatever, but it's also a freaking Borg. No, it could happen, actually, because, okay, so the facehugger jumps on a Borg, and it goes, like, you know, starts planning, like, the little embryo and whatnot. Now, the Borg function with, like, nanites and whatnot, that's how they take over, like, another, like, being. So, that fucker is, like, growing in its chest. It's growing with, like, the, nan the Borg nanites oh, in damn. it already. So, chances are, it won't even burst out of the chest. It'll probably just crawl out of its mouth just so it won't kill, like, the other <laughs> Borg. And now they <laughs> have it basically a fucking, like, pretty much, yeah. So, now they have one of their own as an alien with acidic blood. And they probably only would have one, but then knowing the Borg, they would probably find, like, the ship where, like, all these eggs are, just find the planet where they're from. Lay more eggs and then, like, just send... Yeah, that's what they'll do. They'll probably find the eggs, and they would send, like, an army of their yeah, Borgs to the go there and chill, and then just be assimilated. the queen part of its DNA. Spawn more overlords. <laughs> yep. And it could happen. It could actually happen with the way the Borg reproduce. Well, not reproduce, but how they just, like... No, fuck that. Yeah. With the way the Borg reproduce... And how they assimilate other species? They use like the, you know their, the nanites with the little. Oh, they have little chamber you can get in that episode. You see the little children that are like kind of being prematurely aged mm -hmm. so that they can better assimilate later. And, it and then it and then my Odin all father Xenomorph comes in. <laughs> <laughs> the all father Xenomorph Borg. That's unstoppable. Or fuck that. Just assimilate a like a assimilate a, like a, an alien queen, and there you True go. It's all terror. problem solved. Yeah, Bo the Borg. Well, the Borg queen's already kind of slimy and gross looking. <laughs> so, I mean, if they're trading one queen for another, it's not we'll a. Put not her a bad in the royalty protocol. Six, Sixteen feet tall, giant head carapace. Just yeah, wait totally for her works. to like, get killed or something, <laughs> and then eventually it'll get down to the queen of alien. Yeah. What if, what if there's was what if there's like a facehugger that got to one of the aliens from Mars Attacks? Then <laughs> I would freak out because I have an irrational fear of that movie from my childhood. <laughs> You're oh, not even joking. 
The scary, the scary part of that movie is that Jack Nicholson is no, president. No, I legit had like yeah. an irrational fear of Mars attacks. I, I couldn't tell you why, but as a child, I, I couldn't, I oh. couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I can do it now, but like for years of my life, if anyone said the title, I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is we should get like no, don't do it. Of the aliens don't from Mars attacks. Do it. <laughs> And just like send them up in your house in random spots. I'll actually kill you. <laughs> Take your freaking lightsaber. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Alright, who's next? I'll go next. And no, they're not perverted. <laughs> um So it'd have to be it's I have two. Either with John Carpenter's The Thing, because it is an alien. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. And so even if you, like, kill it, it's a acidic blood will burn you and turn you into it into it anyway. Wait, mm-hmm. so is it The Thing inside an alien or an alien that spawned from The Thing? An alien that spawned from The Thing. So basically, how I imagine it was The Thing took over a body, you know, facehugger jumps on it, plants the embryo, comes out with the aspects of the thing, you know, or vice versa. So now, even with the acidic blood, when it dies and spills everywhere, every single piece of it, it's alive. So you can cut it in different pieces. It can just burn through shit and it'll just keep on multiplying because it's related to the... It has, like, aspects of the thing. And it looks like Kurt Russell. Yes. Or Keith <laughs> David. Actually, I'd rather it look like Keith David. Kurt Russell. And the that's second really, that's one... Actually... Pretty terrifying. Uh, that the first one is really terrifying. So everything about everyone who's seen the movie, the thing, uh, that the movie where you know it took place in the Arctic and you know like, oh god, that movie was freaky, dude. Like I saw that when I was young and I was just like, oh, dude. God, even by today's it. standards, the special effects are still amazing, dude. It's still freaky. I mean, just like the the nightmarish things that they thought of to to, mm-hmm. to to put on the screen were amazing. I remember like watching some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I was just like, oh god! Like like what really like got me was uh, when um like the the head came over from the from the body and the legs spidered out and yeah, imagine that like uh, you, cut, you cut off the head of an alien, and all of a sudden like legs spider out like a face hugger anyway, and it still chases you down the hall. Yeah, I was screaming like, when it's coming out. <laughs> Yeah. You know, nightmare fuel yeah, <laughs> for sure. And the second one, just because it'd be hilarious, coneheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, my yeah. If, I that. if I could have a second one, I would say Space Godzilla. Ooh, ooh, Space Godzilla. Big crystal sticking out of the back. It's one bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You guys made me think of another one that taps my, both my other choices, too. Uh, a Marvel symbiote. Oh, no. How? How? Ooh. Wait, yeah, how? <laughs> we have a Borg conundrum. Well, I mean, well it, it would be a symbiote. Which one, by alien, the way? Yeah, it would be a symbiote that's just on top of, I guess, a regular alien. But, yeah. I mean, I which, would, you gotta, which symbiote? Uh, probably Venom, just because he's, uh, you know, black and white. It would already look pretty good. Nah, it no, has to be something related, almost related to, like, how Carnage is. Because doesn't Carnage get stronger when he bleeds? No. Carnage is just, uh, just a psychopath and a murderer. He's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought like the symbiote was like in well, his no, blood the or some shit is, like that. The thing about Carnage is, so with Venom, the symbiote is like its own character. It gets onto a person, and they kind of have like a dialogue between themselves and Venom. But with the Carnage symbiote, and they speak it's, in slurs. It, it's on a, such the same, such a similar wavelength as Cassidy that yeah. that they have 
completely bonded. They are the same person. Cassidy's blood is carnage. Yeah. So it's like uh, Venom usually refers to himself when he's Eddie Brock as we. It's always plural. Carnage is always I. Like they don't. Like they you don't can't separate them. You can separate Venom from a host. Exactly. You can't separate Carnage from him. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do, it leads to some pretty mediocre recent comics. <laughs> wait, 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 what happened? <laughs> mediocre! Uh, they got, they, I mean, they brought Carnage back, and it's like, Carnage USA, and it's like, Carnage is on a road trip. Well, the Carnage you know, USA, was, I thought that people. was pretty I mean, the thing is, he didn't, they didn't actually get rid of it. They, they thought they got rid of it, but it's in his blood. It came back, like, immediately. You know what they should have done with Carnage? They should have let the sentry tear him in half and leave him in space. <laughs> and that's yeah. the I thought Carnage USA was yeah. freaking terrifying. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, right, no. who's, uh, who's, who's next? Um, I'll go. I have two. Uh, one of them, they're both pretty goofy. Um, the aliens from the Cantina Band. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to see like the, like an alien hybrid of that just playing music. He's playing it, and then the, the tongue on the inside is also playing a slightly yep. smaller instrument. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it'll kill you and then play an instrument afterwards. Great. That's, uh, that's great. <laughs> I just picture of like right the there. the Family Guy, <laughs> yeah. Here, picture the Family Guy where it's just like, all right, you know, we've taken requests now. Anyone wanna wanna request a song? Someone requests something different. It just kills it violently. <laughs> it's like play the same song. Okay, I'll play the same song. <laughs> uh, and the other one would be, which I think would be, could be cute or terrifying. Would be if you combine it with uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, because <laughs> that's already programmed for destruction. <laughs> Then you just give it like a murderous rated R destruction, and who knows? It would be tiny. That and cute, is amazing. I never thought of combining it with something cute. That's awesome. Oh my god! What if that it got inside amazing. Kirby or something? Oh god! Oh, oh, oh then everybody's. Oh, it would be the other way around. Kirby would eat it and try to absorb its power, and then get like just perverted into this thing. Oh. Or just, like or the, just get a cute the little tail hat. The head. It gets a little banana hat. Fan fiction writers unite! <laughs> Let's see. What would what, be a really good lame one? Like a really good, really lame... <laughs> what would be a good one? The gremlins from gremlins? <laughs> they're not aliens, though. No, that'd be awesome. But they're not aliens. They'd be really they're tiny, Alien though. and Jar Jar. Yeah. Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, God. A Gungan. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be terrifying. That'd be the most terrifying <laughs> thing in the galaxy. What are you talking about? It was horrific. You're welcome. Oh my god! The, the oh my god! The fucking if like a face hugger got to like Darth Maul when he was asleep. <laughs> <gasps> Zabrak! Oh my Did god! Do the aliens have force powers? Yes. Yes. At this point, this one does. yeah. Why not? Oh my god! Be so terrifying. What? An alien with like force lightning and shit. <sighs> Dude, what? Force lightning and it has like like Darth Maul's agility and his saber. What? It's crazy. Like, and for some reason, it's also red and black. Hey! <laughs> oh my god! Ray Park. I have an idea. <laughs> How about um, not it's not lame, but it'd be pretty cool. Atrocitus in an alien oh. from Greenland from, oh, from Red Green Would it have Green. acid blood oh. or napalm blood? Both. Both. <laughs> Why acidy napalm blood? The color of flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Krang from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Krang. It Terrible. just it has to be inside of like a little. It's got a, it's got a larger like xenomorph shaped version of uh okay what was his armor called did did they give it a name I don't know whatever Krang's dopey f- 
chubby fat guy armor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It looks like the Kingpin's, like, stupid brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's, like, a big... Who tries to cosplay as Doc Octopus, but just yeah. gets the sunglasses instead. That's the best kind of combinations. Oh, my God. What about Pac-Man? Pac-Man with an alien. Think of a really lame one. I was going to say between this <laughs> and an errant um, reference to Adam see. Sandler earlier in this podcast, <laughs> we're definitely not going to talk about pixels, right? We're, definitely we're not. not. No. I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. We're not covering that in any sort of movie club thing ever. Good. Not good. on my show. Very good. <laughs> not, not on my show, damn it. <laughs> Thinking. Maybe, does anyone, like anyone watch? No, that's not. Oh my Smurf's not nailing. No, a snork. <laughs> a snork. <laughs> now come along with the snork. Come along with the snork. A Teletubby. They, oh, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. That'd be an terrifying. alien with a puppy from Power Rangers. Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Would that be like, would that be like a ring possessed person, or would it just be a hobbit? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what it would be, though. Like a would it be a golem xenomorph, or would it be Jeez. like a hobbit xenomorph? Because a hobbit xenomorph would be a little lame, but like a, a golem possessed by the ring xenomorph would be pretty creepy. Well, to, to answer that question, we have to get really nerdy really quickly. <laughs> Does the ring change his DNA? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Does it change him on a molecular level? Talking about science in a fantasy setting? Oh, God. Well, it's, it's a magical a ring. Watch so from the one the same. His physical form. I am the Mandarin! All right. All right, I thought up two two more cute aliens. <laughs> I brought that... it back. Mandarin. <laughs> I brought it back. I'm the Mandarin. I thought, I thought of two more cute aliens that might end this debate. Okay. All right, so the first one is... Those coffee addicted worms from Men in Black. So those guys are freaking great. And the I second one is the adipose from Doctor Who. Wait. Ooh. The little the little the fat little monsters that come yeah. at you. Oh, the ones from the uh, the Christmas episode, right? Yep. Yeah. Those yep. things oh, were adorable about... until they like make you disappear. What yeah. about what about a Time Lord hybrid? Or a Dalek. A Dalek would be, well, I don't know, a Dalek would be technology of the Dalek, How would that or would work? it just be, like, an Uzi thing? It's in, no, a, it's in be, a metal can. can inside of it. It's just a metal can. <laughs> no, but with, like, with a Time Lord one, you kill it, it just regenerates into another one. Oh, oh God, God, and it has, it has, like, X number of, how many lives would it have? I don't know. What, what determines how many lives a Time Lord has? Uh, so I think, Cause it's kind I, of bullshit. I did a lot of reading on it. Yeah, I mean, it's all bullshit, but I did a lot of reading on it uh, before Capaldi because I think they're supposed to. There's a law that the Time Lords have where you can only do it. Yeah, 12 like I know Capaldi times. was. He's supposed to be the Valiard, right? But he's not. Well, Capaldi's the thirteenth. Yeah, that, that in in lore, the thirteenth yeah. Doctor is the Valiard. Right, but they've reconned it all, so he's he's not. But the way the way I kind of think it, and after this we'll we'll kind of wrap it up. But the way I kind of look at it as it's recommended that you only do it really twelve times, because if you do it more, then you kind of start to lose your mind. 
And I think that's what happened to the well, master. I think the master he was, way he too stole. Many times. No, he was. I think they didn't. They establish he was always crazy. I think that the time lords put an artificial limit on them, and the master actually stole um, regeneration. Right. I mean, he was crazy. He was crazy to begin with, but I think like the fact that he did it so many times kind of like warped his mind a bit because he did. There's no real repercussions to his actions. He also had a bunch of like non-standard regenerations like where he like yeah. body jumped somebody and even yeah. the doctor had that when he I guess took all of River Song's remaining regenerations and Yeah. They right, they've right. really cheated the whole there's 13 to it and now. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. But so there yeah. you go. There you go. Alien Time Lord, what a way <laughs> to leave it off. Yeah. <laughs> Alright everybody, that was the Bad Cody Funky Podcast live every yeah. Thursday night at 9.30 on twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky. Every Friday we post it up on our site at badcodyfunky.com slash podcast. We love to thank everybody who's been listening on badcodyfunky.com slash podcast and everyone who's been downloading us and uh, listening to us on iTunes. That's been amazing. Uh, we have, um, you know, we can see all the data. So we see a lot of people in different cities uh, across America, people in France, <laughs> and uh, all over the world, pretty much. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, we had a couple of listens in uh, New Zealand, which is awesome. <laughs> Until next time, guys, this has been Amber. Hey. Booster Greg. What up? The Bearded Man is David. Yo. TV's Casey. Hey. And I'm your host, Sergio. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you later, or we will see you another time. Or never. Or we'll see you never.